This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
even with the wild hearts top of the world normally making me want to jump around air guitaring i have to be honest and say that i've not been feeling it recently oh good evening armitage here i'm just constantly feeling exhausted after eight hours of solid sleep i still wake up feeling knackered mentally and physically i think i need a holiday from life in general two weeks on my own on a desert island no phone no tv a well-stocked library and drinks cabinet with unlimited pizza yeah, that ain't going to happen anytime soon, if ever. To cap it all, I woke up Wednesday morning with my all my joints aching, and as you can probably hear, my throat feels like I've swallowed a load of razor blades. Munching a bag of Tesco's mini pompadour doesn't actually help either. Let's hope I'll make it until midnight when DJ Greens will come in and mop my fevered brow before taking over, allowing me to fall into a night nurse-induced coma. So anyway, the World Hearts. On, I think it was... Uh, the uh, All Things Wild Hearts, the original family, not to be confused with the People's Front of Judea, that a YouTube link was posted to the Top of the World official video. But a swirly bum in the comments says, I know the band were allegedly taking a lot of drugs at various times in their careers, but what bloody drugs have you been on, Phoenix Music International? No, I'm not going to play it all. I'm ill, not sick. Uh, have you heard the auto-tune to a major chord version of Nirvana spells like Teen Spirit? Makes you feel dirty. Google it, it's on YouTube. I quite like the slowed down version of Top of the World, apart from the vocals. And I can hardly point and laugh with my track record over playing the biters at various different speeds. But... Reading Ginger's recent tweets, working on a new Wild Heart album is afoot. This will be the first time since Fishing for Luckies that the lineup of Ginger, CJ, Rich and Danny have recorded a full-length album together. Before you cry, fuck you, CJ didn't play on all the tracks on that album as Ginger sacked him during the recording of it. I loved Two Pieces, their last album, Yutzba, which unbelievably came out nine years ago. Nine years! It's one of the best Wild Hearts tours I've been on. Uh with the whole of the album played in full, with the best of the rest as an encore. I think I saw them four times on it. I'm sure that I mentioned this before, but sometimes the sheer weight of Ginger's output puts me off listening to it. Too much to process? The last couple of months of the gas product, I don't think I even downloaded the content. As well as the Wild Hearts tour, Ginger is taking Ghost in the Tanglewood out on the road, with the squirrel informing me that we're going to go and see him at the Albert in Brighton on the 6th of March, and saying that I will weaken and get a ticket for Hammersmith Odeon. This is The Methadones and their cover of the Jags, Back of My Hand, from 21st Century Power Pop Right Album. <laughs> Number. 
got your number, read it on the back of my head. I got your number, read it on the back of my head. I got your number. A band that I recently discovered released five albums last year were King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I got the uh, Flying Macrobotic Banana last February with Murder of the Universe, Sketches of Brunswick East, Polygon Wonderland and Gumboot Soup making their way into my inbox over the course of the next ten months. I thought they were reissues. Filed them accordingly without actually listening to any of them. I know, my bad. It was only when Gumboot Soup turned up over Christmas so I thought I'd better Google them. 13 albums in 5 years. Now that is an impressive work rate. But is it too much? I mean, doesn't leave you much time to promote said albums. Mind you, saying that, the band are over here from their native Australia next month for a European headlining tour that starts on the 21st at Brixton Academy, finishing up on the 15th of March in Turkey. From Polywondoo Land, this is The Fourth Colour. <laughs>
as you know, decent new recordings from Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers are hard to come by, obviously not including Remarkable Records, who have done a sterling job releasing quality Johnny Studio Records. However, live, I think anything new is going to be audience source and won't top live at the speak easy. Sadly, the last motherfucker standing is Waterloo, who keeps the Heartbreakers legacy going by gigging from time to time. In November 2016, he along with Clem Burke, Wayne Kramer and Tommy Stinson, played the whole of Like a Motherfucker at the Barry Electric, roping in Jesse Mallon, Chia Chrome and Handsome Dick Manitoba for good measure. From the YouTube footage and reviews from the time, Tommy Stinson apparently came across as a bit of a dick. Anyway, for the 40th anniversary of the Heartbreakers, one and only studio album, Waterloo once more teamed up with Clem Burke for a spate of gigs, two East Coast, one West, at the end of November and beginning of December last year, with Glenn Matlock and Mike Ness replacing Tommy and Wayne respectively. Nothing against Mike, but I would have kept Wayne. The Stinson Kramer gig has just been released on CD, Transplant Blue Vinyl and DVD, as Lure, Burke, Stinson and Kramer, like a motherfucker, Live at the Barry Electric. Well, as I said, has I mean November. It came out the day before my birthday. Obviously, that was one track mine. Last Saturday, that was the 6th of January, Future and non-rock Radio UK listeners popped up to the 100 Club to see the boys with support from Heavy Drapes and opening proceedings, the Vols. En route, I popped into the crowbar to meet up with the squirrel along with Glenn, hello Glenn, and Nick. Between my car and the crowbar, I had to walk past Waterstones on Tottenham Court Road, which dragged me in. If I come up by train, I have to walk through past uh, Foyles, so... Uh, if, Whenever I go to the borderline and won the 100 Club, I'm always going to come away with a book. Saturday's was Rock Bomb, a music writer's journey into madness by Michael Odwell, who used to live in Croydon, as did I. Here's a thing that was discussed Saturday between the Crowbar and the 100 Club, across Soho Square. Much is made of London venues closing down, but during the 1980s, the only venues club-wise that I went to in London were the 100 Club, the Marquee on Wardle Street, Fulham Greyhounds and the Hammersmith Clarendon. 
Clubs in Camden seemed only to be the Dublin Castle and Dingles, so uh, there may have been an explosion during the 90s, and it's now settling back down again. To be fair, though, as I said before, the suburbs had decent venues. For me, it was uh, the underground, the cartoon, and the star in Croydon, having missed out on the Greyhound and Park Lane. Croydon now just bought Scream Lounge down in South End Road. I drove past Fairfield Halls the other week, only to see the Arnhem Gallery bulldozed. Sad times. Anyway, the Vols, who I heard of but nothing by, uh, according to Gary Crowley, the band take their cue from a lot of the old punk and new wave greats of the late 70s with a bit of grunge thrown in. After watching them, I have to agree. This is the title track from their second album, Love Struck Bomb Delay. Up next were the Heavy Drapes, who several people had recommended that I check out. Like the Vols, I'd heard of them, but nothing by them. I was immediately put off by vocalist D. Liberate, whose first utterance into his mic was, We're a punk band. Because what constitutes a punk band? The Pistols, the Damned and the Clash sounded nothing alike. Can he class the Ramones as punk? I mean, they were just a sped up Beatles on a Beach Boy trip. Punk in the 80s was King's Road Mohawks. So what is punk? Wikipedia has punk as short or fast-paced songs with hard-edged melodies and singing styles, stripped-down instrumentation and often political anti-establishment lyrics. I think punk, and I'm generalising here, was a throwback to the early mid-60s. Bands would only spend like a couple of days at most recording their albums. I think Please Please Me took something like 16 hours. The Damned's debut, two days. It's a feeling. Young girls at Stones and Beetle gigs would scream and shout. Blokes at Who gigs wanted to be Pete Townsend smashing his guitar into the amp. At a punk gig, you want to jump up and down. Something you didn't do at prog gigs, mind you. 
Keith Emerson was quite handy with a knife towards his keyboards and ELP. And as an aside, the ELP Wikipedia page says the band's origin is Croydon. Must be true, it's on the interwebs. And yes, I did play some King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard earlier on. But it's my show, I can contradict myself as many times as I like. Back to the point in hand. My put-offishness was extremely short-lived. As a nanosecond into the Heavy Drapes opening song, I could see why I was told I would like them. They have the songs, they have the attitude. Talking to long-time social media and recent real-life friend Ray and his good lady wife Carol after the gig, we came to the same conclusion. More Eddie in the Hot Rods and Ducks Deluxe than We're on a Dumb and We Don't Care Brigade with Hanging Like a Suicide coming across as the best song the professionals never wrote. to the boys who last year bought over Chips Casby as Casino steals back up as the Norwegian keyboardist had injured his shoulder. As it turned out, Chips' ivory skills weren't required. However, as he was over and had already filled in for Ollie's job playing on some Scandinavian dates, Chips played the whole of the boys' 2017 resolution set as their third guitarist. A year later, I wasn't sure if Chips would once again be over. Admittedly, John had taken the tumble in Germany a few weeks before the 100 date, but we might see him in his capacity as a roadie. Now, I was in front of Matt and Casino when the boys took to the stage, and due to the pillar that's front and in the middle, just in front of the stage, coupled with a tall guy just in front of me filming the gig on his iPad, I didn't see Chips until the squirrel sent me a picture of him. Thanks to Mr. iPad, I didn't really see anyone on the stage until his arms started to ache. 
and it was returned to his bulky, equally annoying rucksack. Now, the stage at the 100 Club is fairly low down, a foot at the most, so when I failed to see Honest John for what seemed like a whole song, I thought he was bending down having either tuning or amp issues. Turned out, depending on who you speak to, that he either collapsed or tripped over, spending the rest of the song sitting down. It wasn't long after he became upright and visible again that he was led off, waving off the stage, leaving us with a John List voice. He did return after a few songs, but seemed a little bit shook up, completely losing his way through Sick On You. I think I enjoyed last year's 100 Club set better, only because the casino was uh, fit to play and it was an unexpected bonus to see Chips playing with them. Roll on, the Resolution Festival 2019. And if you can't wait that long, the boys are this year at Rebellion Festival. From Alternative Chartbusters, this is TCP. Dangerfield's basement studio, who plays rhythm guitarist in The Boys, in June 1976, the damned recorded three demos, See It Tonight, Feel The Pain and I Fall, that would be re-recorded for the band's debut album. 41 and a half years later, we are finally getting Damned Album number 11 in the shape and form of Evil Spirits, and a whole 10 years after their last studio album, so... Who's paranoid? We've already been treated to a live version of the first single, Standing at the Edge of Tomorrow, just before Christmas at BBC Six Music's Christmas Pie. However, on Wednesday, on Steve Lamack's Drive Time radio show, the studio version was to be aired. Of course, it was played whilst I was on my way home, so I missed it. I get home, and our internet is dripping in and out, so the BBC iPlayer is of no use. Once back online, and I fast forward 45 minutes, what does Steve Lamack do? That's right. Talk over the intro and outro. Thanks, Steve. Now, I really enjoyed the live version, and the new Damned album is one of my most anticipated releases of 2018. But as I've mentioned before, I have been really scared that I will be hit with a wall of disappointment. I'm not. Standing on the Edge of Tomorrow fits right in with the Black Album and Strawberries. Without dismissing or negating the MCA, not of this earth, grave disorder, had paranoid eras. The single is due out as a digital download later this month, with the album hitting the real and virtual record shops on Friday the 13th of April. I do hope, as I pledge for the album, the single will be sent to me ahead of its general release.
record that I have, that I'm dying to play more from, but I can't, well not anyway, yeah, is uh, Disintegrate Me from Professor and the Madman. Currently I can only play two tracks, Electroconvulsive Therapy and the track you just heard, Nightmare. As soon as Machines is eligible to be aired, I will, you will be impressed. I was sad and shocked to hear that Fast Eddie Clark, the last of the three amigos from the classic Motorhead lineup. Had passed away yesterday morning. Of course, rock stations around the globe dedicated time, quite rightly, to Fast Eddie's memory. Coincidentally, the day before, the Weird Things, whose drummer, Marty Parrott, also twiddles his sticks in Johnny Moped, released their version of the Motorhead track, Damaged Case. Is a free download. Guesting on the track is Johnny Moped guitarist, Rock and Roll Robot. If a song that's 38 years old is still coverable today... It just goes to show how good Lemmy, Filthy and Fast Eddie were.
It's 10 to 12, and I've probably got enough time for a couple, if not three, tracks before my time is up. But the lure of sleep is too much. I'm going to do what I normally do in this situation. Play a little help from my friends from Sin City Sinners. Until next week, take it easy. Just stand up and walk out on me Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song I will try not to sing out of key Oh baby, I want you to get high with my friends just a little bit more Shout of my friends Oh, yeah What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? No, no How do I feel at the end? Of the day Why well, you sad Because you're on You're on I tell you I don't get sad no more Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, get high with my friends Get high with my I just need someone to love Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see when you turn out the light? I can't tell you, but I know that it's mine
Yeah. 